The Carolina Panthers have four major problems on their offensive line, and one of them is figuring out what to do with the contracts of Austin Corbett and Taylor Moten. We'll break it all down right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the offseason. I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show, either at me or DM me. But first, follow me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find a qualified candidate you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply we continue today our series of how the carolina panthers can fix their offensive line this offseason i am highlighting four major problems the first problem chief among them is the icky aquanu problem at left tackle we talked about that a couple of weeks ago then the carolina panthers had some uh, you know had coaching hirings and general manager hirings that we had to go discuss in depth before getting back to this throughout the month of February as we lead into March get closer to the new league year free agency I want to spend some time looking at the Carolina Panthers roster specific position groups and some of the answers and really the questions that need answers that are there for every single one of those groups and this one right now the offensive line is one of the biggest concerns if not the biggest concern for the Carolina Panthers heading into the offseason as okay Bryce Young didn't play well this past season. Why is that? Didn't have a consistent running game. Why is that? The offensive line didn't do a good job blocking. The offensive line also didn't do a great job protecting Bryce Young. So the wide receiver talent, lack thereof, they weren't getting open. We understand that. But it's not like Bryce Young was given that much time to have success. This is a line of scrimmage game. If you cannot win up front with an offensive line, with a defensive line in the NFL, you don't have a shot in hell. That's why the Carolina Panthers, one of the reasons why the Carolina Panthers went 2-15 and this past season and why we're sitting here taking some time today and the next couple days to discuss how to fix the Carolina Panthers offensive line. So issue number one, the Taylor Moten left tackle issue. Issue number two, what are you going to do about Austin Corbett and Taylor Moten's contracts? And those two players, when healthy, are by far the best two offensive linemen for the Carolina Panthers. So looking at the individual players, they're not an issue. But looking at the numbers, that is an issue. The Carolina Panthers currently, according to OverTheCap.com, are projected to have $28.5 million in salary cap space. And all of that could be gone in a blink of an eye if the Panthers are not able to agree to a long-term deal with Brian Burns and have to slap the franchise tag on him, which would take $21.9 million of that. So about $6 million would be left for the Carolina Panthers before they made any other moves that they do have to franchise tag Brian Burns, which is why we have this discussion today about what to do with Austin Corbett and with Taylor Moten. Starting off with Austin Corbett. 
who's coming off of back-to-back off-season knee surgeries. Last year, he tore his ACL in Week 18 against the Saints after playing every single snap, being the Carolina Panthers' second-highest-graded offensive lineman, according to Pro, Pro Football Focus. Spent the entirety of the off-season rehabbing, was on the pup list, started off training camp, missed the first six weeks of the season, came back in Week 8 in that one against Houston Texans, and then four weeks later, he was gone with an MCL tear in that same knee. Now he's rehabbing once again, and not as significant as an ACL, but still, it's back-to-back years. Austin Corbett, as an offensive lineman, bigger guy, having a serious injury to his knee. And he didn't play all that well in the four games that he came back this past season. You only have to wonder, will that be the trend moving forward with him recovering once again from a knee injury and not being available for some of the offseason program? Now, we'll find out with the MCL not being as serious as the ACL if he's able to go. Well, it's only February right now. It's very possible once they get out there on the field for OTAs in March and get down to mandatory minicamp in June that Austin Corbett could be a part of those activities for the Carolina Panthers, could be full go once you get to training camp here in Charlotte, no longer down in Spartanburg. We'll see if that will be the case. But looking at his contract right now, it's Carolina Panthers – one, and he has a $10 million cap hit, which is fifth among the Carolina Panthers players heading into 2024. If the Carolina Panthers wanted to release or trade Austin Corbett pre-June 1, they would have a dead cap hit of $11.6 million this season, and they would not save any cap. In fact, they would actually lose $1.5 million. Why is that? Well, the Carolina Panthers last season, after seeing Austin Corbett play as well as he did, decided to restructure his deal. And who decided to do that? Former general manager Scott Fitterer. And it was a questionable decision at the time, knowing that Corbett was going to be recovering from an ACL all offseason. He was likely going to miss a decent chunk of the season. And had he been able to stay healthy, he would have played. Um, 11 games last season. Unfortunately, he did not stay healthy and only played four games for the Carolina Panthers this past season. And you looked at also the Carolina Panthers that drafted Cade Mays a prior year. Deontay Brown had been around. They had some other options out there. They ended up trading, not trading, but they ended up drafting Chandler Zavala later on that offseason. So a real head-scratcher of why they decided to restructure a deal for a player who was excellent, but coming off a serious injury. Well, we saw things played out on the offensive line this past season. That's another one of the issues we'll get into uh, in the next coming days. Uh, didn't look like they had much depth there. Chandler Zavala did not play well. Kate Mays did not play all that well. You saw Calvin Throckmorton struggle. The Carolina Panthers, the depth there at the offensive guard position was not great. And when they lost Christensen and did not have Corbett, that only made matters worse. If you look at his contract post-June 1, though, the Carolina Panthers do have some flexibility there. They would be able to split the dead cap hit. It'd be $3.8 million in 2024, $7.7 million in 2025, and they would save $6.2 million against the salary cap in the 2024 season. But they would not be able to make a couple of those moves that they would like to make until post June 1 understand that there's also the possibility the Carolina Panthers could restructure Corbett's deal this offseason once again looking at over the cap.com a restructure just a basic restructure for Austin Corbett would save the team 3.4 million dollars but they have to think about, do you want to keep kicking the can down the road for a team that is unlikely to be that competitive in 2024? It's always possible because of the NFC South. The big reason why Panther fans believe the team had a chance to win a division this past season was, of course, looking at what they were able to do in those 12 games of Steve Wilkes, but also looking around them in the neighborhood that they live in, in the NFC South, thinking, okay, we have a chance. It wasn't necessarily about, oh, this player, that player. It was about, the other teams around you not being very good. 
I still don't think those teams are going to be that very, that good this upcoming season. But I think the Carolina Panthers have a lot of work to do. Of course, with the offensive line being one of the bigger problems that they need to fix this offseason, if that is even possible, do you want to commit to an offensive lineman? That's coming off of back-back knee injuries. ACL, MCL, who's getting up there in age, and you have spent time and resources on some other players that you've drafted the last couple seasons. And yet think, too, Dan Morgan... He was here when they drafted Chandler's ball last spring. He was here when the Carolina Panthers drafted Cade Mays. He has been leading up the scouting department. It's very possible that he still believes that those guys can develop into starters down the road. Now, what we saw from them this past season, especially from Zavala, doesn't offer a ton of encouragement that that will be a reality one day. But understand the offensive line is a developmental position. A lot of times people want the instant gratification. It comes with every single position, but especially when it comes to the offensive line, protected quarterback did not get that this past year from Chandler Zavala. I've not gotten that so far in the first two seasons of Cade Bays. Who's to say, though, that, hey, a lot of times people say the biggest leap is from your second year to your third year. It's possible that K. Mays makes that leap, and he could step in there at a right guard position that he played much better in. Oh, actually, I think it was left guard he actually played better in last year when having to fill in. So that's just something to think about. Do the Panthers want to release K. Bay or Austin Corbett? Doesn't really feel like something they can do pre-June 1 and even post-June 1. That would delay a couple of decisions that they would want to make. He's a good player, but he's an obvious candidate if they want to part ways with him just based off of the injuries that he sustained to his right knee the last couple of seasons here in Carolina. What about Taylor Moten? He has by far been the constant, the best offense lineman for the Carolina Panthers the last five-plus years. But his cap number... It's hefty. $29 million. Could Taylor Moten be a cap casualty here in Carolina? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. What I love most about the Super Bowl is, well, guys, the game. The food's great. The commercials are funny. But what matters most is what's happening between those lines, the Chiefs and the 49ers playing in Vegas. This Sunday, cannot wait. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, that could be you. Join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
It's going to be a little complicated for the Carolina Panthers if they want to move on from Austin Corbett. He was excellent for the team in 2022, playing every single snap before tearing his ACL at the end of the season. Missed out on the entire offseason program, started off on PUP and then on IR. Then was available to play starting in that Week 8 game against the Houston Texans. Then a couple weeks later, Austin Corbett was done for the season with an MCL tear in that same knee. So back-to-back offseasons, he's recovering from a significant knee injury, the hope is, because it's an MCL, not an ACL. He'll be ready to go for the Panthers offseason program and fully ready to go once they head down to training camp. Oh, wait, here in Charlotte, North Carolina at the end of July. So we'll see how that works out when the Carolina Panthers decide to do as there's not a lot of flexibility pre-June 1. Thanks to Scott Fitter, the former general manager here in Carolina, restructuring that deal a year ago when Corbett was rehabbing from that ACL injury. Taylor Moten, Got to figure out what to do with him as well. And you probably hear that and you're saying, what is there to do with Taylor Moten? He's played in 115 consecutive games since being drafted by the Panthers in 2017. This past year, he was the Panthers' highest-graded offensive lineman with a 74.6 overall grade, according to Pro Football Focus, 78.1 pass-blocking grade, a 65.6 run-blocking grade, and only gave up one sack. The Carolina Panthers had Bryce Young sacked 62 times. Not all of them are on the offensive line. Some of those were on Bryce Young, but Bryce Young was sacked 62 times to tie a franchise record of Steve Berline set in 2000. And only one of those, only one, was credited to Taylor Moten. That is fantastic, and that is who he's been since he's been a starter here in Carolina. We have seen all the changes at left guard. We've seen the changes at center. We've seen the changes at left tackle, I meant to say, but we've seen the changes at center. We've seen the changes on the offensive guard positions. The one constant here in Carolina has been Taylor Moten out there at right tackle, and Taylor Moten playing good, not excellent football. He's never been a pro bowler. He's never been an all-pro, but he was absolutely deserving of the massive deal the Carolina Panthers gave him ahead of the 2021 season. He has been outstanding for them, and he's been available, has not been a liability. The Panthers don't need to have an all-pro tackle. It would be nice to have one. They don't need to have a pro bowl tackle. What they need to have is a tackle who gives them what Taylor Moten has given them the last couple of seasons. They have not gotten that out of any other position with the consistency of Taylor Moten. And I'm not sitting here having the conversation about how to fix Panthers offensive line if they had five players who performed at the level Taylor Moten has performed at since coming to Carolina. The Panthers don't have to have a bunch of Pro Bowlers. They just need to have guys who are available, who are healthy, and who can go out there and just be solid players and do their jobs. But unfortunately, they have one, and his name is Terry Lamotin. The Carolina Panthers have $28.5 million in cap space. That's projected by OverTheCap.com. Taylor Moten has a cap hit this season, the largest on the team by far, $29.7 million. The next is Dante Jackson, who has just over $15 million against the salary cap. That might be a topic of discussion on another day. But Taylor Moten, $29.7 million cap hit. That is an enormous number for a good player. But man, that's too much. How did we get here? Well... Carolina Panthers extended Moten right before the deadline to extend players to a new contract in July of 2021. Announced for players who had been franchise tagged. He gets his new deal. They restructured his deal after the 2021 season and 2022 offseason. They restructured his deal again last offseason in 2023. And now you're at the point where are you thinking about Taylor Moten maybe being a cap casualty if you're the Carolina Panthers? So here are things how they break down according to Spot Track, the place for contracts. If the Panthers want to cut or trade Taylor Moten 
pre-June 1, they would have to take on a $24.4 million dead cap hit in 2024, but they would save $5.2 million. Is that $5.2 million enough for you to want to part ways with Moten and have someone else start at right tackle next season? Or the Panthers have this option post-June 1 where they want to cut or trade Taylor Moten. They can split the dead cap hit. It would be $12.2 million in 2024. Then again, 12.2 in 2025. And they would save 17.4 mil in 2024. But that's post-June 1. That could open up the Panthers to be in the market for whatever players may be available at that point in time. But understand that the most of the money in free agency is spent in March. Like that's when the big deals are made. We have seen there have been players like Odell Beckham Jr. and DeAndre Hopkins over the last couple seasons that have waited. A lot of the aging veterans typically wait until really training camp's already gone, and then they're deciding to sign a deal. We saw it with Justin Houston last year. They don't want to sit there. They want to go to the offseason program. They just want to come in, play football, and not have to do all the other work. That could be a possibility for the Panthers if there's someone like that out there who they think fits them and they could have the money to sign them. That still is going to put the Panthers in position, though, where they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at tackle if they're not going to have Taylor Moten here. Now, there's another option. You think about a pre-June one, only saving $5 million. To cut, if you cut them, you have $24 million in dead cap, which is what's going to be on your salary cap this season. And then you don't have Taylor Moten. That doesn't really feel like a possibility. The Panthers could once again restructure his deal. That would clear up $8.1 million. And I would think that right now, that is not maybe not the preferred option, but it's one of the top options for the Carolina Panthers. Moten is 30 uh, this season. He's never been a Pro Bowl or All-Pro, as we know. But he has not shown many signs, if any at all, of slowing down. He is still reliable I would think that the Panthers would welcome restructuring again. Now, it's not ideal to keep kicking the can down the road when it comes to these contracts and what to do with these players and that they keep basically doing the restructures and it hasn't yielded them much of any positive results outside of a 7-10 season in 2022. The rest of it's just been five-win seasons, and we know this past year was a two-win season. But you can't really... I don't think you sit there. Can you? And I've, I'm someone who says you just got to eat the money at some point in time. Uh, do you want to have to eat 29 mil? Or are you going to restructure for a player who you probably want to keep building around? And I think Dan Morgan, and and it's not necessarily his only – it's not really only on him. Brett Tillis, we talked about him yesterday, some of the key decisions he has, and this was one of them uh, coming up here before getting into free agency. What exactly do you want to do uh, with some of these contracts, some of these players who are free agents? you want to get a deal done now? Or are you going to wait, let them test the market, and maybe put yourself in a precarious cap situation once the new league year starts in 2024? It's going to be really important to see what Brett Tillis is going to do with both Corbett and with Moten, especially Moten with that level of a cap hit, that number that is an albatross number for the Carolina Panthers that they got to kind of figure out. But that's a player I would think that you want to keep around to be your franchise right tackle because he's like 115 straight games, man. 115 straight games. That is a guy that you want here protecting Bryce Young. Now, can the Panthers afford to get rid of either one of these players after seeing the regression from Ike Aquano, seeing Bradley Bozeman not play well as he had seven different left guards and eight 
different right guards next to him all season long. And there's still questions about Corbett. And of course, there's questions about Brady Christensen. Can they afford to part ways with either Taylor Bowden or Austin Corbett? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win and with the big game the Super Bowl going on on Sunday it's going to be a big day for DoorDash and one of my favorites locally here is Hawthorne's go get some pizza go get some wings and you'll be set for your Super Bowl party get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23 subject to change terms apply that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23 subject to change terms apply passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because of ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers all right, we've sat here, we discussed the cap ramifications for both Austin Corbett and Taylor Moten. The right side of the offensive line went healthy here in Carolina. They are not an issue at all. Moten was the highest graded offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers last year, mainly by default because everyone else was just so bad, but also he has been a constant for the Carolina Panthers. In 2022, when both Moten and Corbett were healthy. Moten, again, was the highest-graded offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers, and Corbett was pretty good that year in 2022. Had a 69.1 overall grade, a 76.2 pass blocking grade, a 62.6 run blocking grade. Compare that to what he did the year prior in Los Angeles with the Rams. All of those numbers were better than his final year in L.A. outside of the run blocking grade, which is a 67.4 in 2021 compared again to the 62.6 that he had in 2022. Can the Panthers afford the part ways of either one of these players when you understand that? It's not as simple as, okay, get rid of Corbett, get rid of Moten, and bring in some younger, cheaper options when you only have six draft picks and the first one does not occur until the first pick in the second round. Pick 33 overall. Can they simply get rid of them? And that's why I'm kind of doing this because I want to look at the intricacies and really look at the context of what the Carolina Panthers offensive line situation truly is from a contract standpoint, from a player standpoint, and just from an options standpoint. I don't think there's a ton of great options out there for the Carolina Panthers uh, outside of keeping terrible mode it's not like the tackle market which we talked about with Vicky Iquanu it's not like the tackle market has that many great players and really a lot of them are just aging veterans who can come in and will they be able to be out there a lot will they be healthy the one thing about Vicky Iquanu while he's not necessarily played well at least last season the year prior I thought he played well uh he's been healthy he's played every single snap 
that cannot be discounted considering all the injuries the Panthers suffered this year, the injuries they've suffered in the past. That is important, and I appreciate him for his efforts. But also, Icky needs to play at a higher level for the Carolina Panthers. He's under contract this year. So is Christensen the last year of his rookie deal. You look at Bradley Bozeman. He's under contract. Once again, the out in his deal is not until next offseason. And there's outs in the deal for both Corbett and Moten. Just combined, though, you're only saving about $3 million if you were going to cut them pre-June 1. Now, post, you got about $23 million that you can save. But then again, you can't really start getting into that money until that point in time of the offseason where most of these teams have already gone out there and signed the kind of quality players that you would need to fill those holes. Now, it's possible the Panthers could go find somebody cheap and then wait I don't know if that's going to be what they want to do. But Teo Moten, I just don't see how there's any way he's not a Carolina Panther again in 2024. Cutting him in pre-June 1 is a non-starter. And then even after June 1 still feels that way, you need to find somebody to protect Bryce Young. The only player who protected Bryce Young last season was Taylor Moten, illustrated by him giving up one sack according to Pro Football Focus. Now, either... Entities out there may say that he gave up more sacks than that. Looking at PFF, they said it was one. Moten has been nails for this team, and he's a leader. One of your captains, definitely somebody that a young quarterback would want to have on his offensive line, someone to look up to, someone to depend upon, because that's what he has been, is dependable. And I don't see why you would want to get rid of that. Now, with Corbett, it's a little bit more complicated. Now, I'll say this too. like Moten, I would think that, it would be wise for the Carolina Panthers. He's still playing on that same deal. There's been restructured. They give him some money. I think it would be wise looking at the way he's performed. He's going to be 30 to still go ahead and go out go out there, maybe give him a new deal. And that's why you bring in Brant Tillis. He can figure out this kind of stuff. He's why I'm look, He's the person I'm looking at right now as the main character in Carolina. Dave Canales, his impact's not going to happen for a while. And yes, right now we can get to know the players. He can exude the positivity within the building, all that. That's great. But the on-field product, we're not going to see that for a long time. Dan Morgan, he's out there still scouting. The draft will be here soon. But his his deal here in Carolina, yes, it's over football operations. Dave, Brant, Brant Tillis is going to be reporting to him, even though Brant Tillis seems to have a higher position than him. But he's reporting to Dan Morgan. Understanding that, though, Brant Tillis is here to work with the salary cap. And with the contracts, that's that's his expertise. And sitting here in February, preparing for the new league year, Brant Tillis is the one who is really running the show there in the building and the one who needs to figure out what exactly to do with a Corbett and with a Taylor Moten. And I would think it would make sense talking to Dan Morgan and probably even talking to Dave Canales as he's going to be doing his film study of the team that you would want to keep Taylor Moten here, not just for leadership sake, but because he's a good player and you need to have him on your offensive line moving forward, and he's just the one guy in the line that you're not trying to replace, considering how poor everyone else played on that unit and, of course, the rash of injuries that the Panthers suffered. So why not go ahead and try and make a new deal with him this offseason? I would think that would make a lot of sense. He's still about, he's about to get to 30, but it's, the young, it's only 30. He's not that old. And we've seen plenty of tackles, like the Whitworths out there. We have seen how oh, Jason Peters hasn't really played at a high level in a while, but he's been playing forever. Who's to say that Terry Moten can't play another five, six, seven years in Carolina, especially considering his Ironman streak he's got going on? Now, I'm knock on wood. Let's hope that never breaks. 
but hopefully Taylor Milton will be back, and I would think he would be back in Carolina. Now, Austin Corbett, that is one where you have to really wonder, is that the best thing for your team moving forward? Not a ton of flexibility until post-June 1, and even then, still not a lot of money that you're going to be clearing up with the salary cap. His overall grade this past year, according to Pro Football Focus, was a 47.9. He had a 44.5 pass blocking grade and a 51.0 run blocking grade in the four games that he played. He clearly was unhealthy. We saw that. It was obvious. And I don't fault him at all for that performance because, as I had said to y'all before and as I had my belief, when he went down, at the time he went down, we were not going to see the same Austin Corbett that we saw in 2022 when he played all those snaps and was the second highest graded offensive lineman. And arguably, Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer, who's been on the show before, he felt like he was their best offensive lineman. And I still think that he can be one of their best offensive linemen when healthy. The right side, I feel good about them. It's just the contract situations need to be figured out. And it becomes more complicated if Brian Burns is tagged and the Panthers are a little hamstrung once the new league year starts. But Corbett, I don't know if it's necessarily a complete no-brainer to keep him, uh, but that is worth a discussion for the Carolina Panthers brass as they try to figure out what to do with his deal. The restructure, about $3 million, doesn't open up a ton of cap space. Then it also puts you in the same position you're currently in next offseason with Dawson Corbett. We'll see how it works out. My thought, though, is Taylor Moten, you can't get rid of him. Austin Corbett, if you get rid of him, do you have that much faith in Cade Mays or Chandler Zavala to step up in year two or for Zavala year three for Mays? Do you think that you can go out there and draft somebody else to be your starter at one of the guard spots? We'll see. But Brant Tillis, it's on you, buddy. Excited to see what you're able to do this offseason as the new league year approaches for the Carolina Panthers as the Super Bowl will wrap up the season here this weekend. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where... I will be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions throughout the offseason, either at me or DM me, but follow me first on Twitter to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.